0: back to Cairo Knights. I'm Spike O'Neill along with Matt Butler. Well, you know, folks, uh, folks really get involved on the text line here at the station. 888-973-5476 is our text line. Uh, when we talk about changes to our laws, folks really step up the involvement here at the show. Somebody says that uh, if motorcycles get to split lanes, it will be a lot more accidents. Far too many inexperienced or poor drivers in this state. You're not wrong. I've been riding motorcycle for hmm, about 25 years. Got my first bike. And I wouldn't lane split. There's no way. No way. All you need when you're lane splitting is one person to decide to take that moment to change lanes right in front of you. And they're not used to lane splitters and they don't look. And it's over. You know, interactions between motorcycles and cars the guy on the bike never does well, ever. I I can't imagine lane splitting. You know, there, there are times when you're on a bike. I, I've got a Harley and it overheats because it's an air-cooled engine. A lot of, of your metric bikes, your import bikes, have uh, radiators, literally radiators. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I'm from the East Coast. Uh, so those bikes don't have to worry about sitting and idling in super hot weather and your bike literally shutting down, overheating. There are times when a guy on a Harley in a hot day, when the bikes, when the traffic's not moving, coming back from Eastern Washington on a holiday weekend, and traffic is dead stopped, and your bike starts to overheat. You know, I, I've seen guys take to the shoulder and drive the shoulder just to cool their engine down and avoid overheat overheater engine damage. That's that's a reality that you have to do. I've seen guys get stopped for riding the shoulder and explain it to officers, and some get tickets, some haven't. But lane splitting, I've been down in California and seen guys zip through lane splitting. And it, as a, even as a bike, biker, it terrifies me when I'm sitting in a cage in a car, pardon me, in a car, and see somebody lane split. It terrifies me because I, I just think, oh, here it comes. I don't know the percentage of, of motorcycle car accidents that are a result of lane splitting. I know it's being proposed down in Washington's uh, legislative session this year, lane splitting and i believe it is uh, would only be allowed in traffic that is i think 15 miles an hour or lower traffic that is basically stopped at which point motorcycles would be allowed to lane split then in california you can you can zip through traffic at full speed and you know split lanes in cars that are driving the speed limit i believe it's crazy i just whew. Even if it's illegal, illegal, I will never lane split. I will not do it. My life's more important than my time at that point. Text from the 425 says, we should make Election Day a national holiday. That was part of the proposed legislation uh, in, I believe, last year. There was a voting rights uh, package that was proposed. Didn't make it through Congress. That would have allowed more early voting, more mail-in voting, uh, and it would have made Election Day a national holiday. And there were opponents to it. Uh, there was fear of more opportunities for voter fraud, harder to be, uh, to, harder to have accountability. Was the argument against? Two these guesses, proposed Mike. Was, two yeah, guesses.
1: Yeah, who 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 killed the uh, voting rights <laughs> package? Do you do you have some guesses there?
0: <clears throat> well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to point any fingers, but yeah, the one with the trunk, yeah, um, yeah. It just seems to, uh, voter fraud is a non-existent issue. Voter fraud is a is a is a straw man argument. You know, no elections are perfect. Absolutely, no elections are perfect. And there is always attempts by a very, very small percentage of people to cheat the system. You can find plenty of examples of Republicans who tried to beat the system, vote for their dead wife, vote for their dead mother, use their ballot. Plenty of times there are are incidents where Democrats, I'm sure, tried to cheat. But there are in no way there was in no way has there been. Enough verifiable fraud to make the difference in a single election. We're not talking about like even the, the national races that are separated by like 7 million votes. And the, the false argument that there is uh, you know, stolen elections is dangerous. Dangerous. The people who attacked the Capitol on January 6th were motivated by the, f- the lies that the election had been stolen. One-third of Republican voters have said in polling that they believe that president Joe Biden is illegitimate and there's absolutely no proof, no evidence to back that up. None.
1: But in fairness to prove that we also call out the other side on this, I will point out that the reason that voting rights package was killed falls to Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema
0: With the lack of the filibuster.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, that's that's a slippery slope too, man. I, I am a firm believer in the filibuster. I think the minority point of view has a right to be heard, and that was the onus behind the filibuster was to explain yourself, to get up there and stand and talk and literally filibuster. When they change that, anybody can just can filibuster a single any rule any any proposed law, just by writing it down and saying I, I I'm filibustering this. No need to stand up and continually talk. Like in Mister Smith goes to Washington, that's the example everybody knows about the filibuster, right? I mean, if you if you really are opposed to a law, then you know stand up, own it. But, but that's anyway. It's it's dangerous when we spread misinformation. We were getting into a debate earlier, you know, or a discussion earlier, I should mm-hmm. say, with very about Ashley Babbitt and her when she was killed. At the Capitol on January 6th, a tragedy, absolute tragedy. What motivated that person to feel they needed to climb through a broken window and ignore police directives? The, th- the, the thought that an election had been stolen, that their government was being stolen from them. A false claim by all accounts, all reasonable accounts. Anyway, um, there's plenty of stuff to talk about tonight. People do get involved when we talk about the laws that are trying to be proposed in the state. You know, should voting be required of your citizens? No, but it should be more important to our citizens. You know, the, you know I said that if you gave people the incentive of a lower tax rate if you voted. Boy, that, what an embarrassing idea that is, that you'd have to bribe somebody to vote. Or you'd have to penalize them if they didn't vote. You'd well, have to people, you'd have to find them if they don't vote. That's people embarrassing. People might get
1: their taxes lowered if they did vote. That's the whole point.
0: <laughs> you know that that's funny. That's really is how it works. You know that really is how it works. People would
1: spend their tax dollars on things oh. that were
0: more in line with
1: their priorities yeah. if they voted. Yeah, that's kind of the point of voting. Yeah,
0: it really is. <clears throat> you know, it's funny uh, that. Uh, it seems people often vote against their best interests, their own interests, their own self-interests. They really do. That's why culture war politics is so effective. You know, it really is. If people were, if, we need a more informed, more involved voting populace. Absolutely. I wish there was a way to do that. I wish there was a way to, to show people how important your vote is. i tell you one way, one way that would do that and... Not a conservative in the audience, and I guarantee I won't see a conservative in the audience respond, is the Electoral College. Makes people think their vote doesn't matter. Heck, by the time, you know, the West Coast votes in a lot of elections, it's already over. That's why politicians only campaign in like six or eight swing states. Pennsylvania, Ohio, Florida, Texas. We know California is going to go Republican or is going to go Democrat. No one votes, you know, not going to campaign there. We know New York's going to go Democrat. Nobody's going to campaign there. There are reasons for the Electoral College. There are valid reasons, valid upsides to the Electoral College that people in smaller states feel they have a chance to be fairly represented. But if it was a total vote count, if you had to have the total vote count, every vote would count no matter what state it was cast in.
1: Exactly. So that's why I've never bought the argument that we need this to protect rural populations. One vote is one vote.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult conversation to have because there are pros and cons in both directions. You know, you can't otherwise, you know, California and New York will pick every president. And there are arguments say maybe people think maybe they should. If that's where the most people live, that's who should pick the president. You know? I mean I don't know if I agree with that completely, but it seems to make sense.
1: I don't know that that makes sense to me mathematically because you still have the same number of potential votes everywhere across the country. That was the whole argument about Hillary Clinton losing the election is she didn't campaign hard enough in Wisconsin. Right. She didn't think she needed the votes there. Well, what if she did because of the system? Yeah. It was no longer having the Electoral College, you need every vote. You would campaign harder for it.
0: It yeah, probably would have made a difference if the Republican Campaign chairman hadn't shared internal polling data with Russian bots in St. Petersburg to target specific districts in Wisconsin. Hey, look at that. Collusion. Who knew? Anybody read the Mueller report? That's who knew. (sighs) You know what I love about this job is that when we have disagreements, we are kind and respectful of each other. With the textures too. It's really when we first when I first started this with you, Matt, back in July of last year, oh the profanity, oh the four letter typing. But now even when we disagree, there's there's civility and respect. And I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that from the audience. We won't agree on everything, of course not. We shouldn't agree on everything. It's a better society when we don't agree on everything. But we can be respectful of other points of view. That's my one of my New Year's resolutions. To be be open minded and empathetic and respectful of people I disagree with.
1: How's that going for you?
0: It's getting better. It is. You know, I'm trying. I'm really trying to I, see the other side as I often think as I, I can. I have
1: the reverse problem as I age, in part because the more people attack me for what they perceive, I think, the more stubborn I become in the things that I know.
0: Well, it's always hard to be accused of something you know uh, that you're not. It's uh, you know, f- false accusations are the are, are the most painful. You know, they really are. You know, I'm I'm I kind of think I'm a proponent of the death penalty. You know, I I really feel like capital punishment has a place in our system. But then again, I hear all the times where the falsely accused, the falsely convicted are vindicated years and years later through whether it's, uh, you know, testimonial admission or you know, DNA evidence. It's hard to undo somebody you've already executed. Apologies just don't seem to cut it at that point, you know? You know, if if someone admits to their crime, I think, you know, capital punishment. Unless that's what they want, then tie them to a cell door and let them hang there for about 80 years. Cover them in A1 steak sauce and let the rats eat them. There's a lot of guys in jail I'd really like to see have a bad day, you know? A lot of criminals I'd really... Somebody texted last week about, you know, pedophiles in which... There is nothing... Nothing cruel enough to do to some criminals in this world. Firm believer in that. And I know, you know, there's a a constitutional law against cruel and unusual punishment. And there should be for a reason.
1: That's why our radio show is illegal in several states.
0: (laughs) Uh, This this show, yeah, this is cruel and very unusual. Not often cruel, but often unusual. I'll give you that. (sighs) Oh. I was going to do the story about the Woke Cafe, which I like a lot. I like this story a lot. Um, What's in a name, huh? If you've got a coffee shop and you call it the Woke Cafe, you know, you can say all you want that it's about, you know, communicate, wake up and have a coffee. That's what the owner of the Woke Cafe in Coventry, Connecticut said. My intent was just to talk about, hey, wake up and have a coffee. It's the Woke Coffee Shop. But come on, Carmen. I hope I'm not sure how to pronounce Carmen's last name. Kiroga, I believe it is. Carmen Kiroga, owner of the woke cafe in Coventry, Connecticut. They've become a hotbed for you know rage, the anti woke crowd. You know, they just get tons of protests and hate mail, and
1: it's a breakfast joint. The choice yeah. of name is obvious. Why does that bother people?
0: Well, I, well, because I, you know, it shouldn't bother people. It's just the name of a restaurant. I get you, but when you're calling it woke, you're throwing rocks at a bee's nest. You know what you're going to get.
1: You know, are you capitalizing on a trendy word?
0: Yeah, no, I, I get it, but but then don't be surprised when you become the target of the small-minded who think that woke is a dirty word that woke is actually an insult and there's a there's a vast uh, a large number of people maybe not a majority but a large number of people in this country that think the word woke is an insult i don't count myself as among them i think some people can be too woke especially when you've had 18 cups of coffee you can't close your <laughs> eyes you can't blink you know i mean you can be you can be too woke when you think you, you know, when you think that uh, your three-year-old can decide what gender they want to be for the rest of their life, that's a little too woke for me. You know, keep an open mind. Let people be happy and find out who they are eventually. Let them move through phases in their life, and when they make their decision, you know, support them in it. There's some people that are too woke, but I think woke in general is, is the right way to be.
1: But half of those most extreme examples are people pulling some. Attention-hungry party off the Internet in some obscure corner of Twitter yeah, or TikTok yeah. going, this represents the left or this represents the right. Yeah, no, you're, Half yeah. of the quote-unquote examples of woke aren't even things that hold any sway in society. No,
0: they're not. No, nowhere near the mainstream.
1: And I'm actually a little annoyed because if you want to use – you've heard the term cultural appropriation. Yes, well, absolutely. People need to understand that woke came from the civil rights movement. It is not a new word. It had a cultural meaning that was very important way before it got associated with gender identity and blue checkmark Twitter.
0: Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I can't wear various costumes at Halloween anymore. I can't culturally appropriate, you know, a a race or a, a group of people anymore because I'm woke. And does that mean, is that a bad thing that I respect how people's people feel? And I've kind of evolved to have a more empathetic and respectful point of view about how other people live in their world and how my actions make people feel. That's what woke means, right? To me, is that a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. And if you're going to call it the woke breakfast and coffee shop, you know you're you're going to get some pushback. At least don't don't act surprised. You know. And by the way, if someone has the woke breakfast and coffee shop, and you disagree, you know what, you know what the, the mature thing to do is? Don't go there for coffee and bagels. Ignore them.
1: Personally, I'm going to start a bakery. I'm going to call it Wake and Bake.
0: It's already taken. I
1: know. It's Darn. They're with my retirement plan. Pot
0: shop slash coffee shop. Wake and Bake? You bet, man. <laughs> All good ideas. I know it's so hard to come up with a reasonable good idea. I'm telling you, man, Cool Ranch kale chips. We're going to make billions. Billions. It's Cairo Nights. We'll be right back after these. Everybody, we've had a very spirited show tonight. I appreciate all the input from everybody. This story uh, I saw, it's from the New York Post. And it hit home with me because I've, I've raised my second child now who is off to college. And I've got, I've got two kids, one's 33, one's 19. And it's, incredibly, it's incredible to me how... Vastly different their world was because my older daughter grew up pre social media. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was out there, but wasn't so prevalent, wasn't a part of everyday, every minute life that it is today. And my younger child was raised in the age of, you know, Instagram, TikTok, social media, all of it, all of it. Well, the Surgeon General. Uh, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy has just come out and warned that 13 is too young for children to be on social media. He says they should be allowed the access, should only be allowed access to the platform once they're between 16 and 18. Platforms such as TikTok, Instagram, Twitter currently allow users to join when they're at least 13 years old. And many join earlier than that with accounts that their parents allow or they find a way around the rules to be on these social media platforms even prior to 13. But legally, at 13, you can be on TikTok. You can be on Twitter, Instagram, even Facebook, but that's for people 65 and older now, I think. Facebook is your grandpa's social media platform. Anyway, the Surgeon General said, I personally, based on the data I've seen, believe that 13 is too early. It's a time... When it's really important for us to be thoughtful about what's going into how they think, about their own self-worth, about their relationships, and the skewed and often distorted environment of social media often does a a disservice to many of these children. Mirth suggested that teenagers on social media will become hypersensitive to criticism by the time they become adults. Social media use for teenagers has sparked much concern among medical professionals following research that suggests links between social media and depression among youth. I mean, the unrealistic lives that people live online is how young adults and teenagers, that's how they compare their self-esteem to what they see in the make-believe world of social media. Everybody's got a filter on. Everybody's got a great... You know, a great view. Everybody's got to eat a fantastic meal. Nobody ever posts Instagrams of their hamburger helper, their bologna sandwich, you know. Nobody shows the trailer they live in on Instagram. And these give kids this false expectations to what success and what happiness looks like. Surgeon General, I think, is spot on on this. But how how do you put the toothpaste back in the tube, as they say? Well,
1: unlike other countries, we don't regulate things in advance. We regulate them decades later or attempt to put the genie back in the bottle saying, hey, that's not really a good idea after people have made billions of dollars off of it. Right. So it's it's sort of – it's one of the hypocrisies I think we have in America and other countries too where we're all for letting things run their course and be awful for far too long and then go oops sorry about that
0: yeah one of the problems is we've got these lawmakers who wouldn't know an Instagram from a Twitter you know they they, they think Twitter is a bird watching app they have no idea the folks that are making the laws about social media and privacy in this country.
1: Well, in fairness, Twitter is kind of a bird watching app. If you count how many dodos post on it,
0: <laughs> you've been waiting all night to say that. that's good. That's really good. Obviously, flipping people the bird. That's pretty good. too. Um, you know, kids, uh, we haven't even talked about bullying yet on social media. We talk about, you know, unrealistic, unrealistic expectations and unrealistic self-image, you know, standards for kids on who were on social media at a young age. It used to be when kids had a social network, it was the kids at school, was the kids in their neighborhood, and parents had some idea of who their kids interacted with and how those interactions made. You, you knew when your kid came home from school, you know, if he had a bad day. With social media, your kid's always in a crowd. Your kid is never just at home with the family. They're all, the social media is always in their lives. So, M- Murphy, who has served as Surgeon General under both Obama and now the B- Biden administrations, warns that children may be more susceptible to developing insecurities and will be ex- accessible to bullies if they're on these platforms, too early. I mean, they're, he's spot on right. Told a heartbreaking story of a mother who visited him in his office and told him about the tragic suicide of her 11-year-old daughter who was mercilessly bullied, cyber bullied on social media at 11. You know, you've heard the term keyboard strong, right? How about keyboard cruel? You know, kids can be cruel. I mean, cruel. We've all been through that. We've all been through the growing pains of adolescence and the bullies at school, the cruelty of of our peer groups when you weren't at the right table, you couldn't sit at the – you weren't with the in crowd. Imagine that relentless, mercilessly cyberbullied on social media that it never stops. And this – unfortunately, this 11-year-old who committed suicide wasn't an outlier. It happens far too often. So as a parent, what do you do? How do you keep a kid off social media? I've got a dear, dear friend whose daughter, through social media, was getting bullied from out of state. I mean, this this kid was an athlete on a traveling team, and got to go out of state to take part in a. I think it was a. I'm not sure it was volleyball or softball. I, I'm not really. I remember which it was because the kid was very athletic. His daughter very athletic. Went to Florida for I believe it was a volleyball tournament and met some kids down there who lived, you know, who lived in Texas. And this kid was so bullied by these kids from Texas. And to be fair, uh, to be honest, his daughter kind of got in with the bullies or, or, or got in with a group that were bullying another kid out of state to the point where my friend said look here's here's the deal everything your phone does i i'm going to see every every stroke every key every every letter you type in there every picture you send i'm going to review it and if you want if you want the freedom of social media interaction with your friends this is how it's going to be and if you if these are the guardrails these are the rules if you violate them you'll lose your right to be on social media and he kept it up his, his daughter was constantly losing her right until she finally figured it out that that wasn't the way to act. It was a hurtful way to be. And they haven't had a problem in about a, I think it's been about a year, a little over a year since this incident. And it took about six months of constantly taking his daughter's phone, blocking her social media accounts, monitoring her every, every night, like checking homework. Let me see your phone. Let me see who you've talked to today, what you guys have said today, who you've texted today, what kind of Instagram posts you've done, what your Twitter feed is today. And eventually the kid realized, hey, if I'm going to have this freedom and enjoy my friends social networking, I'm going to have to do it decently by the guidelines my parents have put in place. It was the only way it worked. I don't know how you keep your kids safe on social media. Keep them from becoming a bully because it happens. Our kids aren't always the victim. Sometimes our kids are the abuser on social media. We're not all raising little, little perfect kids. I know my kids are probably were horrible to other kids at some point, at some point, but not, I would hope, not constantly. Sometimes having your kids just know you can check is enough. You know, it's like the, the surveillance cameras that don't even have film in them. But if people think they're being watched, they're going to not steal something. They're going to do the right thing if they think they're being watched. Sometimes that's enough for a parent to do. I guess as long as we realize these kids are in a different world than we grew up in with a lot more danger, a lot of different problems than we had and be there with them, not, you know, be there with them in this, go through it together. It's the only thing that ever worked for me. It's Kyra Knights, I'm Spike you along with Matt Butler. We'll be right back to share your texts right after this. Nights, everybody. Great job tonight. Matt had a fun time. Test to die. Let's see. uh, With regard to children and social media, Josh Tacoma says, reminds me of a saying I heard many years ago there's nothing more cruel and innocent than a child. Boy, isn't that the truth. Uh, (laughs) Pomeranian Wanda. I love that title. I can recall very well voting not to have a new stadium built in Seattle. And the powers be said, screw you, and built it anyway. The voters didn't want it. I also remember how many times there were recounts until Gregoire won the election over Rossi. I remember that too. I voted several times for $30 card tabs. They won't let us have those either, even though it's been voted on over and over and over. It makes it really difficult to believe that our votes matter. I can, I can sympathize. My father-in-law, every time he drove by, the kingdom said, voted against that, when the news up, voted against that, too. Yep. Uh, ben from Mercer Island says, I miss the days when being social was running around outside with a stick in your hands. And we could pretend it was a gun and not, you know, have a problem with our psyche, not be sent to a counselor. Pete and, uh, Pete and Chimicum says woke was over before it had legs. OK, this is an interesting idea from Larry B., I think one state rotating through all the states should elect a president for one term, one four-year session. Every state could run the show for every 200 years. Every state would get a turn, 50 states.
1: So here's a weird idea that I have. (laughs) What if we had to elect a president for a longer term? Mm. How do you think that would shift the dynamic? Instead of running every four years, let's say it was, I don't know, a six-year term.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I wonder how that would change things. If I could change one election law, it would be uh, modeling after the British that campaigns would be six weeks long. Yes. And everybody would have the exact same amount of money to spend.
1: I like that Take, one,
0: too. That, that, you know, these two year long. I mean, we're already electing for 2024. They're already both Biden and Trump are out campaigning already. I got to listen to two years of this garbage. Trump's from either side up
1: in New Hampshire giving speeches. Oh,
0: Jesus. Six weeks. You both got the same amount of money. That's what I, I, I admire that of the British system so much. But then very that much. would
1: stop the corporations from buying our government, Spike, yeah. and we can't have that. can't
0: have that. No, sir. <laughs> uh, someone says, I was driving when you mentioned you voted for Reagan. He was actually great for the economy. You know, a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people made a lot of money during the Reagan years. The economy was going strong in the Reagan years. Coming back from what, what uh, the Carter administration had done to the country's economy, yeah, it was easy to see how that would be the case. Someone says, Why is the argument that we need a more informed voting group? We just need a larger voting group, voting populace, no matter what the ideas are. If there was a fine, people would be more involved in society. Sometimes you do have to find people to get them involved. It's true. Lane splitting. Christina Tacoma says it saves so much time. Oh, no, that was jaywalking. I'm sorry, jaywalking saves so much time. I'll be the first to admit that I jaywalk every day. It's too easy. It's impossible not to. It's quicker than walking to the walk sign or waiting for traffic. I've jaywalked in front of the Tacoma police officers so many times, and they just wave. I'm not proud of it, but it saves so much time in my day. I can, I can believe that. About lane splitting, a horrible idea. Watch a guy doing this going 55 in a 35 zone. He was so bad, my friend and I called 911. No, thank you. Someone says, I'm a, a 425. I'm a biker as well. I wish I had access to the shoulder during slow moving traffic, and I'd, I'd ride the shoulder. I don't want a lane split either, though, but the shoulder would be great. It would be safer. With regard to getting people to vote, voting should be a national holiday. I read that one earlier. And I couldn't agree with you more. And get the day paid. If you, if you bring in your voting stub that you actually voted, proof you voted, you get paid for the day. Someone says, if motorcycles get to lane split, there'll be a lot more accidents. We have too many inexperienced and poor and I'll add distracted drivers. Uh. About stopping for people at a crosswalk. Isn't the law that you're supposed to stop for somebody to crosswalk? Not standing next to the crosswalk waiting to go, by all means, I, I stop. But there's people that, like you, that say they don't even look. They just they just walk into traffic. And by the same token, there are people that ignore folks waiting to cross and just blow down the damn road. I say that's where the cameras ought to go.
1: I was in a situation where I went across a crosswalk as the person was going through it, and I literally had to slap the hood of their car.
0: Yeah, oblivious. Yeah. But that's why I said, you know, pedestrians have the right of way, and that's what will write on your tombstone because in the battle between metal and and human, metal seems to always win. It's been a great time tonight, folks. Thanks so much for being involved. We'll do this again tomorrow night. Have a great evening, everybody. Matt, thank you so much, my friend.
1: As always, a pleasure. Have a good night, everyone.
0: See you tomorrow.